Know My Heart and My To The Far Key podcast, which invites people like you um, and our guests today from all walks of life to converse about various access to equity within the context of Aotearoa. Um, we're inviting everybody to share their lived experiences in an effort to identify common threads within support systems, social networks, and knowledge that uplifts the collective human experience. Kelsey? This season, we are exploring what does equity and knowledge look like for various communities coexisting within one society. And as Tobi and Aotearoa, we recognise the mana whenua and kaitiaki of these lands. Melissa and I have experienced most of our growth in the Waikato and want to honour Ngāti Hawa, Ngāti Mahana and Ngāti Wairere. We are grateful for the connections our whakapapa weave through for us to be able to connect and grow with community through the Kapaaku hey, Kaupapa. Malusu and I would also like to honour our queer ancestors who fought for our rights and visibility as equitable citizens of the world. Kia ora, my name is Kelsey and I use they them pronouns. Identify he, him, they, she, all of those things. So my name is Maluso and I identify with all of the all of the pronouns. Um, and you already know we like to gift it off to our guest today. So please introduce um, to to us um, who you are and what your pronouns. Perfect. Hi guys, I'm Lisa, um, and my pronouns are she, her. <clears throat> um, and to introduce myself, I would probably start with. Um, I'm a mum, I've got two boys, um, and I'm a business owner. I run a business over in the Bay of Plenty, um, and uh, I'm here because I really believe in the Faku Kopapa, and I'm so grateful to have met you guys, and um, just to hopefully, like my intention in being here today, in this episode is to hopefully offer a bit of knowledge that I've gained throughout my life and my experiences so that someone in the community can hopefully draw strength from it or have like a little nugget or tidbit they can take away to help them on their mm. journey through life too. So that's, that's me. Beautiful. Oh my God, I'm so stoked. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. So um, tell us, Lisa, from your worldview and from your experience, how do you know us? How do you, how are you connected to us? How did you okay. first discover Kelsey and myself or the podcast? Okay. All right. So um, I was reflecting on this and I actually remember, so at, at Ink Drop, the business that um, I run, we worked on the Seed Waikato branding. And so we'd do work here and there, or I'd receive like the newsletters every week or every month. And I remember seeing Malu in them. I think it was when you're emceeing events. And I remember noticing you thinking, this guy looks great. I would love to know this guy. Just, um, I think even through a photo, you had such amazing energy. Um, and, but I never, I, um, it wasn't until, I don't think I ever made that connection until recently that I was like, I think that's the first time I ever saw, mm. saw you. Um, but the f and the first time I ever heard both of you, I didn't even make that connection until long after I met you. So I first heard you both in a Gemma Rose uh, Take Your Meds podcast, her first ever podcast. Go listen to that episode. Shout out to Gemma. <laughs> so good. So, so good. Um, but I never made that connection either. So I knew you both before I actually knew you. But it took me a while to connect you both <laughs> to, to knowing you. Um, 
And then, of course, through um, rebranding FAQ, it was when we really made like connection with each other, which mm. was really cool. Um, and I'm so grateful to have met you both. Um, and I was thinking about this, <clears throat> and it was my first because, like, in this podcast today, I want to share like five top things in my life that have been offerings of knowledge or have received knowledge in my life and share them. But I thought I'd kick it off with a piece of knowledge that I received from Ooh. you both before I met you. Oh, dear, please. Okay, jump straight in. Go for it. All right, let's do it. So um, I was – so when we do any branding at Ink Drop, if I'm working on a project, I normally get really immersive in – the world of the client. So at the time I was working on Gemma Rose's branding. <clears throat> and so I was just um, listening to her podcast all the time, getting in, getting into what she was doing. Um, and so that was when I first listened to her episode one podcast with the two of you. And I was climbing them out, listening to it. And I remember thinking, I didn't know it was you two at the time, but I remember loving it. And there being so many good takeaways and these amazing takeaways on all of her podcasts with her guests. Um, but it wasn't until um, I was going through a challenging time in my life <clears throat> that I don't know why, but I felt called to listen to that same podcast again. I think it was after I made the connection that I knew that that was you two and that I now knew you. And Malu said something in the podcast that um, is like one of my top things that I draw on for strength from a sharing of knowledge and it was I am I can and I will and I shared this with you Malu at the time and I was like wow that's so beautiful but my reflection was um knowledge can look so different depending on the headspace you're in or the or a challenge you're facing depending on where you're at in your life, you can receive things differently. Um, because that first time I listened to the podcast, I that didn't resonate, that didn't hit home. It wasn't super hashtag potent. But listening to it, listening to it second time round, I was like, wow, that's um that's so what I needed at this point in time in my life. And it really helped me through a really challenging time in my life. So Muchas gracias to you both. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what did I write down? It was that your knowledge will come to you at the time that you most need it. And it's your ability to be open to receiving that knowledge that counts. <clears throat> wow. Yes. Can you just repeat that one more time? Because I feel like that is so potent. That is so oh, hashtag potent. Was, um... <laughs> I'll try not to drop some, so I'm such a, like a boomer millennial. I'll try not to drop that hashtag. Um, <laughs> um, knowledge will come to you at the times that you most need it. Um, but it's your ability to be open to the sharing of knowledge that matters. Like opening yourself up to receiving knowledge that's mm. offered. Yeah, just because I've, I heard that exact same podcast at two different times. I wasn't receptive to it the first time, but it totally was game-changing for me the second time. Wow. There's so mm. many gifts of that. 
There's so many gifts in that. I'm curious, Kelsey, what are you hearing? When you're talking about that, it reminds me of um, something that was said at Te Rautini um, in the first time that I went back after my trip to the South Island. And it was something that resonated at the time. Um, and I go back to it because it, it, it lands differently when I'm in different spaces and places. And it was kia tau te rangimarie, which means let peace settle. You have to let it. And, you, mm. you can, and then it will settle. But that letting and that surrender and then that receivership of it settling, yeah, that's mm. what your corridor reminded me of. So kia tau te rangimarie, let peace settle. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. And you, Molo, what, what comes through for you on that? No, I'm, I'm in deep <clears throat> appreciation. And I'm also, I feel like I'm in a space right now where that is coming back to me in a different lens. So thank you for actually bringing that back to me because, um, mm. yeah, it's interesting how you learn from 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 the different embodiments of of your fakaro, um, or of your thoughts or of your words, and I feel like your perspective and the way that you offered that to me today actually is is inviting me to go and listen to that podcast again to see how I relate to to to, to that maluseo from here. I'm actually, I'm actually going to take that up, and I'm actually going to take that challenge and go and mm. listen to see what I'm hearing about myself in in, in the twenty first. Yeah. Well, in July at least, <laughs> July twenty twenty two. Yeah. Um. So thank you for that. And yeah, I really feel I really heard relationship. I really heard relationship mm. because it's the like to me. I'm hearing relationship mm. between, um, you and what was said. The relationship between um the first lesson and the second lesson. The relationship between um, your mm. frameworks, your frame of mind at the beginning of, of your first lesson and your um, or listening and your second listening, because I'm like, wow. Yeah, I love that. I never um, pulled that apart from that. Even like my relationship to you, <clears throat> you know, like um, or you both like not making that connection. Maybe I um, maybe I was more receptive to like really soaking it all in because I was. I had a really great relationship with you both. The second time I listened to it, it's really interesting. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, for that, that was a beautiful like tifakanisi. That was a beautiful koha. Oh, nice. Um, I was chatting with a friend earlier this week, and I gave him a compliment, and he said, "I'm practicing on receiving," and I said, "I'm practicing offering, like offering, you know." And I thought that's so that's so nice. Like, yeah. Yes. So I'm practicing yeah. offering. Thank you. I'm, I'm in full receivership. I'm in full receivership totally. And thank you. Keep thank it coming. You. All right. Um, okay. So, so what is knowledge to you? How how is knowledge embodied in your worldview? Um, how do you relate to knowledge? What is knowledge to Lisa? All right. So I have five shares. And I, it's five things that have happened at sort of like from the start of my life to now. And some are sort of personal or like family-based growing up and some one's professional. <clears throat> so I thought hopefully there's something in there for everybody. <clears throat> um, so I thought I would start with my childhood. So 
Um, I grew up in Tokamadan, so it's in the heart of the King Country, really small town, um, but loved growing up there. It was like the best place to grow up and I still consider it home. Um, and I grew up in a really big family, so I'm one of six kids and I'm second to last. <clears throat> and I was reflecting on where did knowledge first start in shaping me to who I am today? And I think it, it came from my siblings, my family growing up. And my first sort of takeaway or tidbit is that knowledge, or my reflection was that knowledge can be shared or received in so many different ways and forms. But I think my first experience with knowledge was through observation. Almost, it could be almost like um, subconscious or programming from a young age from your closest tribe your first you know mm. circle so I was thinking about like growing up because there's a there's I've got an older brother and then three sisters me and then a little sister and each one of them has given me so much knowledge in my life growing up <clears throat> and I was thinking back to it like my brother he like growing up he would play video games with me and my little sister. So we grew up playing Age of Empires and Quake, which wasn't sort of normal for like a, a young girl. <laughs> but I loved that. And I loved that time with him. And then my older sister, Anna and Kelly, they were almost like two mothers for me, two extra mums for me growing up. So Kelly, she taught me about care and compassion. And um, yes, so my two older sisters were... Um, like mums so yeah my older sister Kelly should paint me pictures that I'd stick on my wall growing up so she really taught me about care and like um not gifts <laughs> I was listening to the episode of Bridget around access <laughs> to, like um love languages <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh my gosh no I'm kidding but like that she would give me handmade gifts you know and like that gift for me was really special like she'd paint I was really into like, princesses and whatnot growing up and I remember she painted this beautiful princess castle picture for me and I had it on my wall growing up so like really beautiful and then my sister Anna she was like a honestly probably more like she really sat in that motherly role for me she took me shopping for my first bra which was amazing um and she offered me a piece of advice growing up where I remember complaining about studying for exams so I'm like, oh, I don't want to be doing this. And my friends were out not studying. And she said to me, like, your future self will be so grateful for the hard work you're putting in now. And I remember that was a totally new concept to me. It must have been like 15. Yeah. And um, just thinking, yes. And I think that's something I've carried with me throughout my life is like what you're doing now, don't frame it so negatively. Like your future self will really be so grateful for the current Lisa for doing the mahi now um and then my sister Sarah she so she's just one up from me she was like the nagging sibling so she would always be like pestering me nagging me and at the time I hated it and um she would always pester me like in your school holidays and your like uni or tech break work don't just sit around at home doing nothing like work and she would be like that the one nudging me to do it 
<clears throat> and I did. And it's not until adulthood that I reflect on that and I'm so grateful to her because I think that instilled a, you know, like hard work ethic in me from a young age. Um, and then my little sister Gemma, um, she was like my twin and I was never alone growing up. So just having um, her with me all the time, I always had someone to sort of grow with and, um, yeah, I was never lonely, never lonely growing up. So like my biggest reflection is like, I'm so grateful to mum and dad because the biggest gift to me were my siblings growing up. Um, and they really shaped who I, I think they really shaped who I am today. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. Yeah, so like your tribe, your your first tribe who's programmed you subconsciously, you know, like um, I think it's not until you sit and sort of look back and reflect you can see all of the little things that they shaped you into mm. who you are. Mm. And yeah. I was lucky that I had six or well, five of them as well as my parents. Mm. And after having two kids, there's no way in hell I'm having six. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to mum and dad. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. Yeah, that's a lot of children. That's a lot of children. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, and, and I've met like um, one of my sister's friends. She's also one of six kids and she's also second to last. And she says to me, like, I'm lucky I exist. If it was me, I like, if it was me having children, like, I wouldn't exist. I wouldn't have mm. that many children. Which is another really interesting mm. concept. Mm. Mm. Yes. So that's my first one, is that, yeah, the knowledge that you can receive without even knowing you're receiving it just yeah. from your, your mm. tribe. Beautiful. Yes. Mm. I had similar experiences growing up. Like, I'm the youngest of three, and then um, it goes me, my sister, and then our brother, who's the oldest. And... Um, my parents um, separated when I was 14 but before that even like they would go traveling like go overseas all these kinds of things and um, luckily my siblings were old enough that they would just like look after me and so we would have these great times where like my brother would take me out at night as like a 14 year old (laughs) like out when he went to you know when T-Straight was a thing in Hamilton I got a tea straight with my brother and then my sister would make sure that I'm like up and ready for school and all these kind of things. So my and my sister also is like a second mum to me mm-hmm. and I'm super grateful for her and like all the little lessons that she instilled in me. And also mm-hmm. my brother and my brother taught me how to play AG Empires when I was a kid too. Yes. <laughs> it was oh, so no. good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I totally resonate with what mm. you're sharing. Mm. Love um, age. Yeah. I miss the days where I had time to play. <laughs> like massive land parties. Yeah. <clears throat> like, hey, guys, yeah, I'm just going out for a girl's night. We can oh, do that God. later, for sure. I'm glad. There were no yeah. other females that were into this growing up, yeah. so I'm loving, yeah. I'm loving this. Yeah. We'll I was it. just with stinky boy <laughs> flatmates. Oh uh, yeah, I definitely am thankful for what you shared as well, Lisa. Because I can see how I was the nagging brother for my for my older brother, because 
Yeah. And he's, he's six years above me. So I feel like um, our relationship was interesting because, like, we just were on different vibes. Like, you know, the, the age separation, um, just we were just on different vibes. Like, I'm like, yay, world. And he's like, no. <laughs> like, we need, we need to make sure that you don't, you know, do something to hurt yourself or others. And I'm, I'm like, no, but I love every. Well, you get to go out, and I'm like, I, like, I, I had no, a, like, no concept of like protection or like safety because I just felt safe everywhere. And my brother was just like, no, you're not coming on the picnic. No, you're not coming on the sports exchange. No, you're not old enough. And in my head, I'm like, but everyone else is going, and everyone else is older than me. Like, I had no, I had no concept of age. Like. I'm like, if everyone's going, I'm going. Like, and just like, I was fully Thanks, justified and so being like, I'm going. So I can, I, I resonate with what you were talking, sharing about your sister that's just about me. Um, I, I was definitely there. But I also love that you were able to learn from her as well. Yeah, and we're super close. And it's funny, she's six years older than oh, me. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, funny. Wow. Yeah. Hey, what? Yes, she is. Yeah. I'm like, wow. So we, we can relate there. Yeah, and I, I remember the same things, wanting to just hang out with her all the time, her being like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but then I was blessed in that I had my little sister, Gemma, who I could hang out with. But um, but we're super close as mm, adults, mm. and I'm super grateful for her pestering and nagging me because um, I needed it. You need that person in your life who um, pushes you to fulfill your potential, and she did that for me from a really young age. Did you see her do that for your other siblings as well? Uh, I think she, I don't know, good question. I think she might have done it also for my other little sister. She's always like our, um, like the, almost like your coach, like, come on, like, do this, do, or, you know, encouraging us. But I feel, I think I wore the brunt of it, I feel. I'll have to talk to my little sister about that one. Good, really good question. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yes, should I spring water yes, into number please. two? Yes, please. Okay. All right. So this is the one I'm afraid I'm going to get emotional about. No. Might need to pause again. Okay. We'll see how we go. Okay. Take your time. <laughs> um, so one thing growing up that I think through observing my sisters really um I would observe my sisters in their relationships and I think that subconsciously really helped me in my life um even as a little kid just watching um but I'd also see partners come and go in my sister's lives and there was there was one partner who came into my sister's life and his name was Moses. So Moses went out with my old sister, Anna. And he was around for four or five years while I was growing up. And um, he was diagnosed with cancer at a really young age. And, but I didn't quite understand that at the time. So I was quite little. I was maybe seven or eight. Um, and, uh, and he passed away last year. Um, but he he taught me so much in the way that he lived his life. 
Um, and I was reflecting on this with my older sister, my naggy sister, love you, Sarah. <laughs> and um, I said, why does it, because it, it really does still hurt. He was amazing in that despite being like drawn this card in life, this like awful card, he always showed up as being so positive and like he was like sunshine energy. Like, such a positive, happy person. And um he and I think he really left like everybody who knew him really deeply loved him. He left such a positive in his time that he had here. He left such a positive mark. You know, he he was he embodied such a an awesome sunshine <laughs> happiness. Um and I'll just go to my notes. Gather myself. Um yeah and so Moses taught me to um well he taught me that the greatest gift you can give anybody is time. Because he had so little. I ended up living till he was 40. But um, he, at the time, he didn't know that. You know, he was a young teenager when he found out. And I was thinking about, I was like, because he spent heaps of time with me and my little sister growing up. And I was thinking, why, why would this guy want to hang out with his girlfriend's little sisters? Um, and he, he would have, he would have wanted to be with his mates, you know. And I, and, but he never, like, if we ever wanted to hang out with him, he would, and he'd, he'd do so many cool things with us, like take us motorbike riding out of Ofongo Bush. He would always take us to go get ice cream, um, and he'd always take us to go get country fried chicken. <laughs> Yum! You caught oh, me. So you caught me there. He, <laughs> he was so good. Like, um, and I think, like, my inner child, I think that's why I still get so upset because my inner child misses him. Um, but yeah, he taught me that the greatest gift you can give is time. And to think about, like, with the life you've been gifted, how do you want to show up? Beautiful question. Okay, you guys talk now. Lisa, Lisa's done. <laughs> tapping out. I'm tapping out. I'm on I the bridge of Kim Kardashian that's not crying. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear. Um, I just want to honour you, Lisa, for having the courage to share that story. Like, we know that that's not, not something that's always easy to talk about. Um, but I feel really honoured that you're willing to share yourself and Moses with us. Um, and thank you for speaking life and honour into mm. his name. Like, that's an incredible yeah, my... thing that you can do for him in his memory. No, thanks. Yeah, I was thinking, do I want to share it? And I was thinking, no, he was, he, I think he touched so many people's lives. Damn, stop talking this. <laughs> Yeah, no thanks, Kelsey. It was it's hard and I hope I'm not fully embarrassed myself. No. But yeah, shout mm. out to my man. No, and I really appreciate the way um the way that you offer that 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 koha. 
because to me I'm like I'm a nerd for these type of conversations <laughs> so I actually really <laughs> deeply resonate and relate with what you've shared but also it's helped me see that that's actually a part of my value system giving people my time and I don't honor it enough mm. and I feel like that's something that I because I'm always wanting to gift something extravagant and something that's meant like you know materially there and, and, and I do sometimes but I feel like for me um, one of my love languages is quality time so <laughs> mm. so for me I, I, I just I just need you to be in proximity to me and I've, I've actually learned to stretch that um, given that Kelsey is all the way somewhere else in the world, um, it's gifted me opportunity to be like, hey, in this moment, I get to share quality time with you. And uh, yeah, that's such a beautiful gift you've just given us. And yet the delivery is, ex to me, it's exactly what I needed. So I, I'm thankful that you're, 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 you're giving me Kim K. <laughs> um, study post here because that's exactly what I'm, I'm really feeling like I'm more I'm getting to know more of Lisa in this moment so thank you yeah yeah sure yeah yeah and I think it's something you can easily forget too like you just get in the motions of life and you just don't you're not grateful for every mm, day you know? mm, yeah and it's I think he's a constant reminder to me to stop and be present and yeah show up as your best self i know you can't every day like there's other these days when it's you're in the thick of it mm. in the trenches as our beautiful friend Jim would say um but yeah it's he's a reminder to me and i think it's a, a, a big one that your time here is like it's not um don't take it for granted you know yeah Thank you so much yeah. for that cool all right got i did it i made it through that we're so proud of you got there all right let's do this um the next one was um a little bit of knowledge i received in my professional life so it was um so this is with running my business ink drop so i started ink drop when i was quite young i was 24 I knew nothing about running a business. Um, I just knew that I loved what I did and it's what I wanted to do. There was, I didn't have any question in what I wanted to do. Um, and I was reflecting on it that I think my sister's nagging paid off <laughs> and that I could do it at that age. Um, and um, yeah, I was thinking like the sacrifice that's involved in starting up a business and um, and it was funny, I on Sunday I took some time to just prepare for this talk in the, in the goal that I wouldn't cry when we were filming it, but alas. <laughs> oh, Achieve. Kim, Achieve the goal, Tick. <laughs> partially. I think it would have been full Kim K if um if I hadn't done prep. Um and I remember texting my sister Sarah and I said, Oh, I'm working today and she's and I was you know, victim headspace about it. 
And she said, Lisa, you're not, um, and it wasn't about this. I was also doing work, business work. And she said that my brother-in-law, shout out to Mark. He's another big gifter of knowledge in my life. He, um, he said, he told my sister to tell me, you're not sacrifice, oh, you're not sacrificing your time. You're investing, you're investing your time in your future self. So he mirrored what my, my sister had said to me earlier in my life. So it was a really good reminder. Um, but yeah, there was, there were times where, um, in running business where there's been one sort of common thread or one common phrase that a man called um, Stephen O'Toole shared with me. So Steve operates Print House in Hamilton and I met him um, as a student when I was studying at Wintech and I was reflecting on this. So when you prepare your projects to you have to have them all printed beautifully and showcase them. And you sort of knew that all of the printers just like dreaded working with the students <laughs> because the jobs probably made no money. These students come in, or I'll speak for myself, come in, I came in with like no technical knowledge of print really, you're still learning, and you're wanting to print all of these things on really inconvenient stocks, which are just a headache for printers. Um, but Steve always gave me the time of day. Again, it's that gift of time. He always gave me the time of day. He always took the time to stop, teach me things. And he really showed, I think, really strong leadership in how he, um, in his offering of knowledge for me at that point in time in my life. And he shared one tidbit with me and it was, um, and it was, your, um, you're only as good as your last job. And that's something that I've carried with me throughout my whole professional life. And um, and it's something that we do at Ink Drop. So every job that comes through the door, we it's not an expectation. It's a, like we're lucky to have this job. And what can we do to make sure that we're delivering on every level so that if it were our last job, would we be proud of it? And another word that comes up is care. Like, if this were our last job, have we really taken care of the privilege of being able to work on it? You know, like, could we could we have done it better? Could we have <clears throat> executed it differently? And even through that output, we will often um, meet with our clients at the end to see, like, how could we have done this better? As if it were our last job what learnings were there from the way that we ran this project so I think that was a really beautiful offering for Steve and it's something that from Steve and it's something that I've carried with me and um and I was thinking I was listening to more of your podcast about how some people can hold their IP especially in like the business world close and not Mm. share it but um but Steve was always really encouraging and he offered a lot of his learnings or his knowledge in his professional world and I thought that was I feel like that little tidbit of information has helped because Ink Drop's seven years old I feel like he's really helped his leadership has helped Ink Drop get to where it is today through like that one little moment and it's amazing because we still work together today like we still print with him um, which is really awesome but yeah so shout out to Steve it's about to say that actually. I'm like, yo, Steve, you're the man. You're the man, Steve. Um, yeah. 
Mm. Yes. Mm. I remember as a student going to Print House. Oh, yes. Like, hi, can you do this for me? Oh. Knowing that it was the same thing that they're like, oh my gosh, another student. <laughs> Just reading it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's but I had a really like positive I... experience with them. They were really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I agree. They were always really um, welcoming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I resonate with the like really obscure stock and like a really random size that was just such yeah. a painful end to print one of. Um, yeah, to print yeah, exactly real low units. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was thinking about some of the questions I had for him at the time and just like face palm, like oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> so it's yeah. patience. Yeah, the patience too of him, you know, to um. Because I remember he even showed me um, one of the printers at one time. Like, would he? Yeah, he really took the time to um, teach me. So, yeah, yeah really grateful. Mm. Grateful to see. And I really resonated with um, you were talking about care, and to me, an ethics mm. of care is something that I really resonate with because it's like you can you can feel that someone's gifting their knowledge to you as opposed to throwing it at you. <laughs> Yeah. And the time, yeah. the time element again, like time mm. and an ethics of care. Oh that yeah, that's a that's a that's a major yeah. key. I'm like, ooh. Mm. Yeah. So I deeply resonated with what you were sharing there. And yeah, because I feel like mm. and wanting to be loved and accepted, we also want to be approached with care. You know what I mean? Like this, this approach where it's like, do you actually care about where I'm at in my journey? Yeah, yeah. And it takes knowledge to meet 100%. someone. Yeah? You know, like he could have, yeah. And like um, in my personal journey, I've just recently learned about, learned about ego and soul. And, you know, I think it's your ego that can get in the way of having clear com communication. Because he could have um, gotten really super frustrated, like, oh, another bloody student. Oh, she wants it on blooming pass. Bloody hell. But he wasn't. He was always really, yeah, always handled it really love in a lovely way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Number four. <laughs> All right. Number four. Your, your fourth floor, please. Number four. All right. Another four. Number four. All right. We have entered motherhood. Whoa. 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 Watch out. <laughs> um, this one this one was an interesting one and I don't mean it to be critical of anyone it's more a, I'll try and share it from my personal experience so like becoming a mum is a shock a shock to the system um, and it's almost like you have nine months to prepare but it still is almost like it's overnight your whole world changes or in my experience it was quite um it was a lot it was a lot um and i feel like when you're pregnant and when you first have a baby everybody um loves to share their knowledge with you everybody has like tips advice all the knowledge to share and sometimes you're just like oh but it's um but i personally loved receiving the knowledge because i knew nothing i have i have a ton of nephews and nieces um but i still feel like i didn't really know a lot um, but I've observed in the motherhood, new motherhood space, is 
it can that offering of advice or offering of knowledge can often be seen as dare I say it unsolicited advice mm-hmm. oh dear mm-hmm. and I'm keen to more just have a conversation about this one <clears throat> this was like my far cue yeah um, but it was uh, when when are we in spaces and places where we are totally shut off to knowledge because it feels unsolicited we, even when the intention's good like the intention offering it is meaning well but the yeah. receiver has their walls up and it's seen as unsolicited yeah. advice yeah I think it more exists, I think I've observed it more in the motherhood world socially, like in the social realm of like Instagram, social media. Mm. Um, it's very much like I have a baby, all of these walls go up. <clears throat> like there's all these rules around what you can and cannot do, what you can and cannot say. Like how would that look if we were more receptive and we leaned into our community versus withdrawing and putting walls mm. up? Yeah. I don't know. I think it's different for everyone. Yeah. It was just an interesting concept. Like, I guess the crux of it is with knowledge and the sharing of knowledge, how are you meeting it? How are you viewing it? Are you open to it? Are you receptive of it? Beautiful question. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting concept. Yeah. It's not one that I've considered what do you think? It, it reminds me of like being a kid and maybe this is like 15 year old me needing a moment to shine mm-hmm. um but like when someone tells you like when I was a kid if if I had woke up that day I'm, like, I'm gonna clean my room today and then my mum comes in and she's like uh you need to clean your room today I'm immediately like no I don't want to do it anymore <laughs> I don't want to do it because I got told to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. seems like a similar thing of like, oh, I don't need that because I didn't discover it on my own. Yeah. Or it's not something that I sought out on my own. Therefore, it's irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It reminded oh, me of that. I was just laughing because even like as an adult, like after the South Island, before I came overseas, I was home for a couple of months and the same thing happened. <laughs> And I'm like a full ass grown adult. And my mum's like, clean your room. I was like, I don't want to do it now. I was going to do it, but now, nah. I was going to, but not anymore. And I told her, and she's like, why? I was like, I don't know. I just don't want to now. That's a no from me. It's a no. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I resonate with this um, from my own experiences. And I guess this is where same like same type of patterns and, and behaviors but different scenario mm-hmm. and nuance and scenario so this is what i love about what you're saying you know everybody experiences differently um so obviously not 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 a mother so this is this is not the nuance but <laughs> um but the patterns and the behaviors is what i feel is interesting in this because um i've always been well lately i've been trying to frame my my, my knowledge of being like if i'm sharing it how does the knowledge that I'm sharing become an invitation or a reminder? And if it's not an invitation or a reminder, it's not a sharing. And I'm like, and especially if somebody didn't invite me into that, I'm not, like, that was not consensual. 
Like that was not a consensual conversation where, um, and I, and I, that's why I'm like, I really like all respect to like adults who think that they have good intentions, but I'm like, nah, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Because it's not like, I'm not this, your good intentions, also what you say to me when, when you have good intentions is that I should tolerate your bullshit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tolerate, like I get it. We have different ways of relating to each other. And you think that because of your age that you can give me good intention um, um, advice. But I'm like, fuck that shit. Like it ain't, it ain't, <laughs> It ain't welcome because I didn't ask for it. And because one, we both mm-hmm. didn't have this consent to share mm-hmm. share gifts, you know, and we didn't have this consent. And I feel like that's that's the way that I'm relating to your story, but also realizing that I'm not a mother and also that I wouldn't like I feel like from my proximity to my friends who are mothers, it's already so vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And especially yeah. because, you know, this 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 from what i was what i was gifted there's this fear of not not being enough as a mother there's this fear of 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 lacking in your motherhood skills and then a fear of your baby you're doing something to hurt your baby and on top of all of that you're going to get unsolicited advice from people who have not really experienced exactly what you've gone through right like they might they might have like a similar feeling like oh yeah 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 all mothers wait until you have your third child or wait until you have your because i feel like that's the other spectrum of being like oh it's only your first one wait until you have your seventh child the the, the eighth one will be better and in my head i'm like huh (laughs) you're gonna belittle my experience because i haven't uh, and in my head i'm like that doesn't meet me that doesn't meet me but also like that so so yeah. that's why like i was really inspired by your conversations around being like if it is unsolicited advice what part of me doesn't want to honor my integrity and listen to someone um like this what part of me is not in alignment with my truth and and saying because sometimes i feel like that happens the most in our most loving spaces of family where they're like they think that yeah. like loving me is to give me advice, and I'm like, actually, I just needed to say that out loud. Yeah, yeah. Well, like reflecting because that's what I was going to bring up next was just oh, like when can yeah, like when can you yeah, just like receive an like an offering or like an unsolicited offering of advice. Like mm-hmm. I often find if you were just to stop and listen, you can discern or have that. Um, and a leadership to pick, pick, take away what works and doesn't work for you, or like you know, say, oh, that's that's interesting, <laughs> and then be like, later, <laughs> or or just be like, yes, I will take this and I will take it on board. But um, like just reflecting on my sister Sarah, who would unsolicited, you know, give me her unsolicited nagging to come on, work your school holidays, don't sit around, be earning money, you need to be saving, you need to be able to pay for xyz that was very unsolicited but i'm grateful for it like how many years later like 15 Mm. 20 years later because it's helped me have um discipline in my work so yeah you you know like what are you missing out on what what knowledge are you missing out on by raising those Mm, rules delicious but but i hear you like there are times where it is like karen leave me alone Oh, <laughs> <Love> <laughs> yeah, like I think Kaza, get out. <laughs> Kaza, 
KSLS. Um, but, you know, I think there are times, I hear you, Malu, and I have had those times where you're like, this is, this is getting nowhere. Um, but I think there are, there are some moments where you could put your walls up and could just be like, see ya. But there can be gifts in there if you like exercise patience to hear it out and just be able to discern what is and isn't working for you at that point. And I'm curious as well, what is trust and proximity to what you shared? Because I, yeah, like what, like, or for both of you, what is yeah. trust? Because I feel like I'm only listening to, to, to unanswered advice by the people that I trust and love and that are, that are continuously in proximity yeah. and invested in my journey. And I feel like it doesn't even feel like unsolicited advice. I'm just trusting that what you're saying is for the betterment of my yeah. future. Yeah. But yeah, what are your thoughts? That's similar to yeah. what I was going to ask around, like, is it different when it comes from your sister than it is from a stranger on the street? Yeah. Like, and, and I have why? Really, yeah. I reckon like we touched on it before we started recording, is like um, sharing of knowledge. I think you can tell, or like we were talking about what's the common through throughout all of mm. your podcasts, and you touched on it with Darwinia, that it was around love. And I feel like when it's held with love and care, it hits differently. Mm-hmm. Like I've had, I've had times where I've bumped into random people at random times in my life, and um, they've offered given me an offering call it knowledge or what you will but I remember I was um down at the beach with my boys with my family and I bumped into this woman who was also down at the beach with her family and we got chatting had like a really beautiful conversation and I thought I was going through a challenging patch in my life and she shared with me why her and her family were down at the beach and they, they were like, man, it made what I was going through look like absolutely nothing. And when she was talking to me, I was like, S-H-I-T. Like, this is perspective for you, Lisa. Like, you've bumped into this woman for a reason. And, um, and then she said to me, she goes, um, I don't know why, but I just feel like I need to tell you this. Um, there's strength in you. And she said, I remember that. And I was like, I've never had any, anybody, a stranger talk to me in that way. And I was like, and at that time I needed, I really needed to hear that. And I was like, oh, and that's something that I've carried with me through challenges in life is that I do have strength in me. But that was such a beautiful, and like I didn't know this woman had just met her, like we just had like a 10-minute chat and she said that to me. And I feel like when people share their knowledge, you can really tell when it comes from a genuine place of care and love Mm -hmm. and that's when... I think that's when your walls come down, you're more receptive to it and it, it does mm. connect. Yeah. It reminds mm. me of what you were saying earlier too about receiving, like you have to be in a position where you can receive. Mm. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah. If what, what, so what it's inspiring me about um, both your offerings <coughs> is you've got to make space to have space. And that's something that I feel like yes. for me, I actually always used to be like, I have so much space. And I'm like, actually, I don't. I don't have that much space, especially <laughs> in my thinking capacity. Like, in my mm. thinking capacity, my storytelling capacities, I'm like, I'm way too good at storytelling anything and everything. And I'm like, this is not the moment. <laughs> me, this is not the moment. <laughs> 
you need to make space, Melissa. Release the stories before you create new stories, okay? Release the stories. I'm always here for Melissa's stories. I love him. Yeah, well. We're always here for your stories. Yeah. Your too. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Oh. Make my dad. <laughs> Children, oh, no. wonderful creatures. Yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, try not to put anyone off. Yeah. No, thank you for that. Yeah. Strengthen you. Wow. Thank that's you. gonna be my. That's Loki gonna be a like. That's gonna be one of my my giftings to people. There is strengthen you. Yeah, I thought that's another thing I like. Um, talking about uh, your love language, like that takes nothing. You know, it doesn't cost anything. It's just like, yeah. And off, yeah, that's what I'm working on, like how we talked about earlier is off, if you think something that's you feel like you want to say to somebody and you're coming from a place of love, just share it. People often share their negative whinge. I, like, I, I can do this too. I will own that. But if you have something nice to share, why not share it? Because that person, like that woman, I needed to hear that at that point in time. And I am grateful that she said that to me. And again, I draw on it. Um, I'm like, yes, I have to. Thank you. Yeah. Mm, beautiful. Okay. Mm -hmm. Round five. Let's go. So this one is around life, life's challenges. Okay. Challenging times. So, um, like, like reflecting on my whole life, I've had a pretty lovely life. I've had a very lovely life. I had a lovely childhood upbringing. Never really had any um, challenges come up for me in my life. And in reflection, I feel that that was lovely and I'm great. I'm so grateful for it. But I think I lacked, I hadn't had life experiences to build resilience. Um, and so when I hit a really challenging patch in my life, I found it really hard to cope with because I lacked resilience. I, I had to sort of discover that within myself um, and find the tools to move through it. So um, I, I, I won't share the details of it, but I'll just share the sort of no. learnings from the experience. So um, I went through... In 2020, I went through a really challenging patch in my life. Um, and for a long time, I was in a victim headspace for a very long time. And I think it was because I didn't have the tools or the knowledge or um, the resilience to navigate it. So I sat in the victim headspace for, I think, about a year. Um, and... Um, yeah, and yeah, so why was I misreading my notes? So, like, the reason I was in a super victim headspace was like the thing, the narrative I was telling myself was like, I'm a new mum, I've got like a one and a half year old, I'm pregnant with my second son. It was 2020, the year that was. So, at the time, the country was going to a national lockdown, global pandemic, I was trying to run a business and set a team up to work remotely, make sure there's enough work coming through the door, 
the weight of like making sure that I could keep my whole team secure through it all, like the weight of that as well. And then I had this thing happen. And so I was just like, my whole world imploded. And, um, and I didn't have the coping. I just didn't know what to do. It was something that was completely unknown to me. And, um, and it took me a while and like the breadcrumb that helped me get through it was like my support network, my, the knowledge of my family. So like huge shout out to my mum and my dad. Um, like they, they were really key pillars in getting me through it. And um, also Gemma Rose, listening to her podcast as a start and then joining her um, South Leadership Program, uh, No New Things. Gemma was another huge pillar in working through this challenge in my life. And you two were a huge, huge part of working through that. So like you're like circling back to the start of our chat, your offering of I am, I can, I will. Those three words helped me get through this really challenging patch. <clears throat> and I remember thinking, um, and, and it's that thing of like that knowledge or that support comes to you when you need it. I feel like it really does come to you when you oh. need it the most. Like that woman telling me I had strength in me, like that was during this period. Like hearing that offering from you guys in the podcast, that really helped me. And I remember thinking, like I'd say it to myself, in these moments of this challenge and I remember it being like a plea like shit <laughs> I hope I am strong I hope I can get mm. through this and I hope I will get through it and I remember once this challenge had passed and I had and I had found the strength and I had found the self-leadership and I had had the support from the community to make it through I was like oh my gosh I that it totally flipped I was like I I did it I was strong like I did get through it and I, I knew I could like and um, I was listening to a podcast that Gemma had with uh, Robert Hollis and he said like to build self-respect it's by achieving those you're overcoming these challenges and reflecting on them and being like yeah I did I did execute I overcame it and I got through it and I was like yes yes so and, and another person who has come into my life um, during this difficult time, and I heard this before I met him, um, was Michael Moore. It was on another one of Jimmy's podcasts, but he said, "Garden is the oh, challenge is the garden." Hold on, let me. I want to get this right for Michael. <laughs> Mince my words. Challenge is the garden of growth, and that really like that. Yeah, so beautiful, beautiful of Michael, and that was that shift of me from that that victim headspace into the reframing challenge challenges in your life and through a completely different lens like um now I'm sort of I can look back on this whole life event and almost be grateful for it which sounds no. really weird that's normal thank yeah, you but I'm, <laughs> oh gosh um but yeah I'm really grateful that it happened because I'm a stronger person for it I um, I've had so much growth through this period from all the learnings, all the personal growth. The people I've met, the community that have that I've met through mm. this journey, um, and that invitation for like listeners, if you're like me, if you entered into a challenging period of your life and had a little resilience, um, sit with it. Like I hear you. If you need to sit with your 
in that victim space, I did it for a year, no judgment. Like sometimes you just have to sort of feel right. what you're feeling. Um, but see if you can sort of see it as a opportunity to grow and learn and develop and what's what's what are you going to look like on the other side of this when you overcome it because the self-respect you build through that process is going to be huge yeah oh yes mm, yeah. <laughs> um and there's another um i i I was listening to this song by Arcade Fire um, called Unconditional mm. Eye. And he talks about like um, a lifetime of skin means ain't so easy, but a life without pain would be boring. And I was like, yeah, like if I, because I look back at Lisa before this all happened and I love and appreciate her for all she was. Um, but if I went through my whole life without dealing with challenges or difficult times. I think at the end of my life, I'd look back and I don't know what sort of person I would be. And I'm not sure if that's the sort of person I'd want to wow. be. Like wow. I'd rather move through. Yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather skin my knees and like, yeah, move through those challenges. And I think at the end of my life, what sort of person will I be and what knowledge will I be able to share to my community from those mm. learning curves? Love. Love. Oh, Lisa, that was a hug. That was a beautiful hug. Yeah. It reminds me, like, that we are a product of other people around us. Mm. Yeah. And I am grateful that I get to be in proximity mm. to you. Mm. Oh, that's really nice. For you to be able to go through that and then to be able to articulate it so beautifully mm. and, the, and the points of contact where there was impact for you. I'm like, it's my friend. Guys, <laughs> she's my friend. <laughs> oh, I'm just God. so proud yeah. of you, man. I'm like oh. so stoked that you made it through with such grace. Oh, thanks, Kelsey. That's really, that means a lot. It's, it was a journey, I tell you. There was some dark times. I tell you. I tell you. But it's, um, but I think it's, I think that's been the biggest learning for me is the power of reframing, mm. I think, is so important. Um, yeah, and noticing the patterns that you have when you can fall into those victim head spaces. Um, yeah, because I definitely did. Um, but I think also like being open to those nudges, like how I met you guys, how I met Juma, um, which you you guys were such a huge support in getting through it, is being open to open to these things. Like opening it when in a time you want to attract. Like you almost need to do the opposite to oh, get through it. One hundred percent. That's yeah. so smart. Yeah, totally. That is agree. so smart. And I feel like that's so that's been one of my my constant reframes as well is that this work is actually really, really intelligent work. We just but but like people are like like to me, I'm like, I feel like if you really know about the journey and how hard it is to get out of yourself and out of your own way, this is actually the most intelligent work I've had to do in my life. And I'm committed to continuously yeah. doing. But also I love that I have a community of people that I trust that are committed to doing their own work 
so it just doesn't feel as burdensome as it is because i feel like yeah. at the beginning of the journey i really felt like oh my god woe is me <laughs> i'm alone no one else needs me <laughs> No one understands. No one understands. Everyone's against me. And then the more that I started hearing other people's stories was the more that I realized that actually your heart was telling me of a true pain. Mm. And also true wisdom that came out of that pain, but a wayfinding that doesn't that that, that mm. just keeps on growing. And then in my head I'm like, I think I'm more I, I'm like, I'm attracted to people who care about enough about themselves to work through what is going on in their lives. And I'm like, I'm attracted to those people and not in this romantic way and, and, and probably is as well a romantic way some, somewhere in there, but I'm just attracted to people who are willing to go there and ask the difficult questions of themselves, you know? It's so much easier to ask it of somebody else to, to do the change. You can see it and I'm like, oh yeah, great. Great for you that you can see it. What are you doing at home though? Mm. What are you doing when no one's looking and no one's not, you have got no audience. What are you doing then? How are you treating and loving yourself? How are you honoring yourself? How are you in integrity with yourself? And I feel like that's what I'm hearing whenever you're talking about this, this relationship with us and Michael and Gemma and all these people that have, I feel like, like you said, come along at the right space and imagine that we came into your sphere because of your talent yeah. and that's something that without without you investing into your future from 24 years old we wouldn't have come this close to you you know mm -hmm. what i mean when i think about yeah. like the full timeline and all of the gifts that you've given us um today that investment got us this relationship yeah yeah, it's yeah. yeah. that's so weird when you look at it like that yeah, I love looking back at, uh, who was it, Steve Jobs, he was giving, is it called a valedictorian speech about um, life can seem so messy and it's not until you stop and reflect and look back on all the little dots and how they all connected to get you to where you are. Beautiful. I love mm. that, yeah, I love it. And I can see it in like my journey through challenging, like that challenging patch of my life. Um, yeah. It was actually a really therapeutic process prepping for this and looking back over looking back over it all and thank you for doing your work mm -hmm. and i feel like that's something that i really yeah. um i really honor and and what and and the person that you're growing in front of me and the person that you allow me to see i'm so thankful that you're doing the work that you have decided yep it's time for me to ask real real good questions of myself because half the time mm -hmm. it's going back to what you were saying before giving yourself the permission to ask critical questions of yourself, such a hard journey to get to, and then even more harder mm -hmm. to keep asking questions. So being like, is this integrity? Mm -hmm. Is this honor? Is this love mm -hmm. for me? Not anyone else, but I'm like, for me, is this integrity? Yeah. And I'm like, I hear that yeah. all the time with you. And I feel like when I met you, when we met you, and this so this is, has dual, dual, dual lenses to it. So please check me in if this is not, how you perceived it or this is not your experience okay but you carried you carried that hurt so well Aww. like to a point where i didn't even uh, like we didn't relate to you that way mm. we connected with this beautiful heart we connected with all of like all of the things that that i thought was actually 
part and parcel of a beautiful relationship. And also hearing this side of you actually makes me appreciate that you showed up at the beginning more to build a relationship. Yeah. And even through through the trenches, we were with you, but also we weren't with you. You were you were you were showing up on your own terms. Mm. And that's mm-hmm. something that I just really mm-hmm. I really honor. I really honor that you could show up even in yeah. the trenches. Thanks, Molly. That means a lot. I think I was just so happy to um, be with you guys. <laughs> you brought out probably like a, a yeah. You brought out the. I was just in a real happy place with you guys. Uh, and that's what I love. It's like we're, we're deeply philosophical, crying and laughing all in one section. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Promise me that you crop out those <laughs> sections. Oh Lord. Goodness me. Thank you. Oh, what are your what are you so what do they have in common though? So what what is what is your five what is the relationship between your five knowledge bases that you've gifted us from your worldview? Yeah, I was thinking about this. I reckon it's like we've talked about it a bit and I've heard you talk about it with um your other guests. It's like knowledge I think is the most potent. I want to find a replacement for that word because potent for me just means something mm. else. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Megan, okay, let's go with let's go with knowledge for me when it's shared with care and love and good intent, um it can really shape someone and and, and move them in a really positive way. It it really hits home the deepest and when it's shared in that way so I feel like it's a it's like a recipe of um like love that it's gifted with love it's gifted with care the timing I think it has a part to play but then also how you receive it you need to be receptive you you need to be receptive to it so you need to be in a place where you're open you're like listening and you're present and you're listening for it to actually sit. Beautiful. Mm. Um, reach your program. I want to sign up to your program. Like, yes, please. Help me. <laughs> no, this is this is. If you want more of this, please go to www.generose.com <laughs> and sign up to know new things. You're also recommend that one hundred percent as well. Yeah, but you're yeah. also the one that did the work. Yes, I think it's signed like up having... to that and not been in a position to receive any of it. So, mm-hmm. yes to Gems and her program because I've done it too and it's amazing. Yeah. Um, but also you because you're the one that put in the work and put in the effort and showed up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. I was, I was talking to Michael um, <laughs> earlier this week, and I was like, I th- "How good would it be to just be um, blissfully?" I know, yeah, blissfully ignorant. <laughs> I've had that thought. Yes, yes. I'm like, imagine if you just think of fuck. <laughs> I, know. I know. It's actually, it is so much harder to, but it's almost like a burden when you are aware you do know better mm. and um, you've got to pull finger and do something about it. Yeah. Honestly, um, my tap out ability and my savage is like, in my head, I'm like, 
when I'm done, I'm like mentally I check out to like Dubai on a yacht and and I'm like I'm like twerking in a thong. <laughs> and that's my savage, like that's my savage tap out of being like this is I'm that's that's when I'm in like full blown ignorance where I'm like I'm done I'm done with the shirt. Yes. I'm done. And then yeah. I realized that my reality and my heart is not that. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's like knowing your mm. why. Like if you're gonna do all of this, Yo. why are you doing it? Yeah. And being clear on that. Like um for me, like I said, like me doing this with you guys as hard as it was. And embarrassing as it was with my emotional moments. Um, like I really do hope that there's bit, tidbits in there that help someone else. And like for me with doing like the um, reflection work or the inner work, it's so that I can show up as like the best wife for my husband, the best mum for my boys, the best leader in, in my business for my team. Um, and hopefully that will flow on to like what my business can do for the community it sits mm. within. So it's being really clear on why because yeah yes thanks for doing the work my friend thank you guys and thanks for being willing to come and share mm. your stories for you and your peoples to show up in the way that you have today we are so grateful and i know that your intention was for there to be golden nuggets and they definitely definitely are so many in there so many in there um and thank you for honoring um moses as well in this episode it's it's incredible that he's able to not only have impact on you but now on people that are listening as well so thank you for that if people have resonated with your story um, or if people need uh, some branding or graphic design or any of the stuff, which is amazing, Mahi, and you can see any example of that on any of our social right. media anywhere. Um, <laughs> how can people co- connect with you? Um, probably through the Ink Drop Instagram account, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the handle? Uh, Ink Drop Design Co., I believe, um, or through our website. Um, inkdrops.co.nz but um, yes no, very super grateful to, that you guys asked me and yeah love you too mm. beautiful people love you love you and the Fano. and yes thank you so much uh, we started with a jingle can you ha- um, help us with a jingle out <laughs> alright <laughs> yes fuck you Hey, Thank you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Bye.